0: Peter, hey, you want to start with a little bit of playing today? Yes. Nice. It's either our greatest intro ever or the worst intro we've ever train wreck done. wreck or,
1: tra- or, or train wreck averted. It's like, it's like <laughs> a,
0: the train jumped the track, somehow it got on the interstate and everything right. worked out okay. That was That's really right. fun. Yeah, yeah. Welcome in, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. That was
1: fun. Yeah, that was great. Have we ever started out with that? Yeah, we probably have.
0: I think we have, but uh, we uh, did a little playing on an episode a few weeks ago, and we got a lot of requests. You guys should play more. And I right. realized like we do have
1: these keyboards here, and we don't play them as much sure. as we used well, to. Well, we have more before. Maybe they meant you should play more like you should practice more. You should practice.
0: More. We used to you know what what it was when we did the live show more, like when yeah. we would go live on Mondays, we would do a lot more playing because we would usually start by playing a tune and
1: R.I.P. live Mondays. I R. I. And when we
0: do the podcast now, we don't do as much playing except when we're giving examples. But I think it'd be fun to do a little more
1: maybe we go out with some playing for real. Speaking of live on Mondays, you know, we were back and forth, should we continue this or we not? And then we're like, well, for, for for various reasons that are not that interesting enough to go into, we decided to stop doing it. But there's nothing like you take something out, and no one says, wow, I missed the Monday live. Not that one person. Of- <laughs> not
0: one person was like,
1: are you guys, what, what happened to the live show on Monday? That's Mondays? when you know you've made the right decision. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> you, tr- you can trust your gut. You could also
1: trust people's. The, the people have spoken, but or have not spoken in this case. The people case. have spoken
0: about SpeakPipe. We got a ton of these. Yeah, so the people are, wanna, are speaking on SpeakPipe. Oh, my gosh, so much. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can go to youllhearit.com, and you can leave us your question. That's like, so confusing and fussy.
1: Leave us a voicemail on a website. How do you do that?
0: You go to you'll and there's a button you push. You literally push one button and you can leave us your questions. It's like, magic.
1: It's a magic button.
0: It is. This is a virtual Ed. button.
1: All right. Are Wait. you going to let me get to this question? Or? No. You're talk more about the button? <laughs> what color is the button? Let's button this up and uh, move on right. to the this is speak Ed. pipe. Hi, Peter. Hi, Adam. Ed here, big fan of the podcast and Open Studio. My question today was prompted by your episode on Brian Blade, the drummer and the way he brings that joy and emotion and connection to his performances. And I'm wondering, how do you approach that if you're just not in the right mental state Mm. or you're trying to get that mental state to a place that can deliver? Uh, How do you navigate that, and and how do you approach that situation, and uh, how does that work? Thank you. This is a great question. Yeah, I
0: want to hear just one more time. Is live? He
1: brings that joy and emotion and connection to his performances. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. uh, This is an episode we did a couple of months ago where we listened to Brian Blade's Fellowship Band live, and I think it was a a music store, a drum shop, Chicago
1: Music Exchange. Incredible video. Go back and check out. I'm so glad that somebody picked up because yeah. sometimes we do these episodes and we feel so good about them and they're not controversial in that, you know, we're right. not arguing about anything. Everybody's like, yeah, it's good music. But I'm glad, but I have the feeling that people do connect with that. So thank you, Ed, for for uh, referencing it.
0: But what I love about Ed's question here, what he really picked on up on was the whole point of listening to that and was appreciating Brian Blade's real connection to the music, the musicians he plays with. For me, the audience, the audience for me you know as someone who's really working hard at trying to get away from like results of like i really want to make this best music i can and be this kind of musician and really as a lot of people do midlife which mm-hmm. i am in is focus on more like i want to feel like this when i play yeah. i want to the process is now now more, is the time now it's that the, the process is more important than the results for me at this point which actually makes the results better right <laughs> ironically uh, and for me Brian blade even though he's just a few years older than me He's like a shining light example of yeah. this
1: someone who's always been connected to the process and to yes. the people around him yeah. yeah, and I can you know I just because I've known Brian for a long time I can say that there's an authenticity there to what he delivers for the listener for the audience for other musicians playing with him on stage uh, that is 100% Brian. Yeah. Like, that's the way he is. So I think that's the first part of this. It's like you have to be, I mean, you have to be. We. The closer you can get to being your authentic self in terms of if you're lucky or and or blessed enough to be in that position to be able to be an artist. I mean, to be an artist in the way that everything is kind of seemingly lined up Mm -hmm. right so i believe that everybody's an artist in this world whether or not we all get a chance to have access to being able to craft you know an instrument or uh, visual arts or whatever and kind of connect in a specific way and then to be able to do that with others and in front of an audience there's a lot of variables but if you get to that place where you where you are privileged to be able to do that how how are you going to deliver and i can say that like brian is very very good at delivering on that all these things that are kind of lined up for him in terms of like, he's very talented musically. He comes from a musical family. He's worked very hard at the craft of the drums. He's very well suited in terms of how he's oriented his musical self to the drums but way beyond just the drums he can play guitar he's very open to different things he understands a number of different styles and grooves, so he's got a lot of things going for him is what i'm saying but then that thing that i think pushes and he's a very joyous yeah person that's the authenticity part of it right but i can say that like to actually you still need something else to be able to deliver on that and this is perhaps like you know would address ed's kind of the core of his question and i think that is professionalism it's like it's not enough to just have all those things. How can you deliver those always or at least most of the time, the highest percentage of time? Like, you know, to Ed's point in the question of like when you're not maybe feeling that, when something happened. For instance, right, be- you know, right before this episode, I was reminded of the deep-seated hatred that you and I have for each other. But because we're <laughs> professionals, we never let that seep into the podcast, listeners right? <laughs> would know. You know, listeners would never know. Yeah, uh, listeners would never know. No, of course, that's I, I joke. But, um, but the thing is like – I think an example of professional is it's like if something happens right before you have to perform, if that's a podcast, if that's a gig, if that's a, a literary event that you're speaking at, professional comes in with like, can you default back to your connection, your joy for the music, your appreciation for the privilege that you have to be able to be that conduit, that connection point between the audience and something that's bigger than all of us? Can you be humble and default back to that? That's what being, a, I think, a professional is, and but- that's it's not. I think spoken to and adhered to. Well, just like the craft of that is its own sort of art that we have to work at. Well, that's
0: what I was about to say. Is it's easy to say to oh just be professional and then be engaged, but if you're not, to Ed's point, if you're not feeling like that, you know how can you get to that place? Like how can you find that place? Because it's it's one of those things where it's like professionalism, yes. If you want to say like, oh, show up on time, that's easy to right. sort of achieve. But if you really want to say like, be joyous and connected, yes. that's more difficult to be like, oh, I'll just turn that on. Yeah. So I would say, Ed, this is actually something that you can practice. Yes. And uh, you know, for some people like Brian Blade, I think it kind of comes innately in his personality. But he's practiced it a lot too. But he practices a lot. A lot of people, Ed, use things like meditation or a spiritual practice yes. for this. It's why spirituality is often so connected with art and especially music absolutely, is because it is something that's taking place, at least the music we make takes place in real time in the moment. And that joy that you're describing, that connection you're describing, can be practiced. It almost has to be lived outside of the bandstand if you want to have the ability to turn that on right. on the bandstand.
1: Because right? then it's not as much of a thing. That, it's not such a change that it's like turning on. It's more just adjusting the dial a little bit. Well, it's it's almost a value system.
0: If you, mm-hmm. if you teach yourself how to value that connection, how to value the joy, like you said, how to value the music when you're there, yeah. a lot of people don't ever... Like, even realize that that's a value to have. Yeah. Like, I, I should be here and present with the people I'm playing with and the people I'm playing for. Yeah. I should be here present with the music and not trying to put my own shit on it. Yeah. If I work on technique and chops, it should be to, to serve the, the liberation and the freedom of when I'm making music in real time, not for impressive mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. You know, that kind of attitude, it takes actually a lot of life work to get yeah. there. So, I would say, think about, you know, that feeling of connection and joy. Where does that happen off the bandstand how can you practice that sort of attitude of gratitude or that mental focus it's concentration uh it's it's the realization that we're very lucky to be actually taking this breath now yeah as you know even luckier to be able to share the breath with people even luckier to be able to share something like music with people yeah and so remembering that is is difficult in some cases when your own ego is really trying to protect oh, but I'm a musician and I need to be good and these people are good. Well, they're not as good as, as I am. Right. You know, like this is oh, all things that naturally happen to everybody. And so training yourself to get out of that and take a step back from that, it actually takes a lot of
1: work outside of the the bandstand. Absolutely. That's, that's all great stuff. And I mean, I think if you fold into that, this concept that um, things that as a performing artist seem like, big swings back and forth to us um, are not actually manifested to the listeners, um, they're not as big of a deal. They're, yeah. they're not revealed in the same way you think. So in other words, if you're like, I'm feeling kind of down, how do I go out and still bring my joy out in the music? It's not a binary thing on or off. If you're feeling a l- some somewhat down and, and you feel like that's really coming across and you're playing, it probably isn't as... It's certainly not as much as well, you think it is. You're going to be your own worst critic. But there's
0: no that. reason to... To say, like, oh, I'm feeling down. I'm going to try to push that aside. That's not going to happen. Yeah, no, for sure. You should actually really, Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it, bring it into the fold here. Okay, like... Yeah, you can't
1: ignore it. That's not a... It's not going to happen.
0: And it's just going to create a lot of, like... Believe me,
1: I've been, like, sweeping my problems for years (laughs) under under the rug, rug. (laughs) and it's not working out great for me. No, man, you know,
0: like, when I first started working here at Open Studio, I've said this before, Peter, but hanging around you, hanging around people like Ruben and Gregory Hutchinson and these great musicians, Christian McBride, I realized, like... For myself, like, oh, you know, I can actually do technically a lot of what these guys are doing. Like, but the, a lot of this is just like this confidence and freedom that they have in their own personality to let yeah. whatever's here come out and not try to force anything. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. takes a little bit of work off the bandstand. I was, I joke about it, it as like, I was like, oh shit, I have to
1: work on my personality? Dang. <laughs> like, that's the hard part, you but know? But then it's fun because once you kind of, you know, working on your personalities, a lot of it's sort of getting to know yourself. Totally. You know. Getting comfortable in your own skin. Getting comfortable. And then once you realize. Being confident with what you bring to a situation. Yes. Like, like just th- being yourself and and reveling in that and not and trying to be someone else. That's putting yourself in the position of being able to provide the most to serve. So it's like. The confidence that you have with yourself, and that's all the levels from just your personality, how you sound, and we're talking about if you're playing an instrument, how that comes out. So also working all the technical and theoretical things that'll better bring that narrative out in your playing. But it's like the more comfortable you get with that, and that's not to be confused with the better you get. You know, to your point about the, about the process and then the end result, you've got to let the end result. No, I'm just metaphor. I wasn't pointing anything. I'm just saying over here. <laughs> I was I mean, like, where's the? No, end like result? this is the starting point. This is the ending point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. Like that will take care of itself. We know that like if you're working on the right things, playing with the right people, you know, orienting yourself in the right direction. Living a musical life. Living a musical life. And then, you know, folding in this attitude of gratitude and also a service mentality where it's like, well, it's hard to be a professional because um, I don't know this. I don't know that as opposed to maybe reorienting your mindset more like it's, it's an honor to be a professional Humble yourself to the music. Yeah. Because yeah. I get to be my little part in serving to uplift some other people. So then you've got more of a responsibility, but a good kind of responsibility. but not like, Oh, I'm responsible. It's like, wow, I'm responsible for people's joy. I don't have to go out on stage and make, it's not about can I make them as joyous as Brian Blade could be. There's there's a there's a, there's That's a such a good point. There's a big range That's of that. All you gotta point. do is make them feel better than they did when they walked in.
0: And I'm just realizing now too, like you know, with there's there's sort of this this, this spiritual element of music and and how, why I think a lot of musicians fold in their own spirituality to their playing because it's so connected. And this is such a huge part of it. It's like a growth as a human. Uh, the act of being a human. And and there's sort of the Eastern spirituality thing that we've been talking about of of looking inward and noticing what's here. But then there's also like the Western religious part of this too, which is devotional. And it's yep. I think it's equally as important. And a lot of people use that where you sort of humbly give yourself over yeah. to the higher power of music or the higher power of the, the greater good of what we're all making yep. together, of this thing that you're just... Uh, glad to be a part of that you're one little piece of and, and you know you're a lot of people talk about it, like I'm just like a conduit for whatever right. is already It's coming through me in this filter of whatever Adam is or whatever like and it's
1: hard because like the society and and like even within this kind of insular world of jazz like there is the star element there is I mean we on a recent episode we had Samara Joy we were listening to some of her music she was just here in the studio and it's like You know, there's a lot of pressures. I'm sure on her to be like, it's about you. It now is your time or whatever. Yeah,
0: that point in someone's career is yeah. And there's nothing
1: wrong. Like there's going to be ebbs and flows. That's a different kind of profession. That's not even professional. That's more like, you know, in terms of, you know, career stuff. But I think that you can weather all that ups and downs when you hold on to the service part of it. Um, by, by serving others That can really take you far You can still enjoy those times yep. You know And um, But you're always ready to serve I think there'll be a way That'll it be found for you To serve with others Great point Great yeah. question Ed Super yeah. fun
0: We could talk about this stuff All day But we did promise A little Playing Oh yeah we yeah. do you want to Do something else No I like it